Weavians, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. I'm joined with a uh, special buddy. Um, haven't seen him in a while, so it was really fun hanging out, just BSing, and uh, getting to spend some good quality time. It's uh, one of my former co-workers. His name is uh, Tavin. Uh, Tavin, I met him through the shop as well. Um, I don't. I think you came on after I started working or before I don't even remember anymore it's been years, years. it's been it's been years yeah because you came on with a bunch of new guys and you stuck around like more longer than anybody else for the most part from that group at least um and then yeah and I think you uh up until recently you were you went to work did you go straight to GNC or I went straight to G no no actually I went to I did security work uh via contracting for Tilly's for a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you working at Tilly's because mm-hmm. you were still in the mall because you'd come by all the time we'd hang yeah. out and shit. And then I started at the GNC there. Right. <laughs> Just hopping from yeah, one shop yeah. to another in the mall. I That's how it that. goes sometimes. Though. I worked in that mall for like six years. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while because same thing. I've been working for comic Legends Comics and Games for... It's been a while now. It was, it was a year after they opened up so whenever that happens when I started working with them and I've been here since then and it's hard to I, look back. I couldn't tell you if who started first i really couldn't all the only one i knew kate Val, all the ogs and yeah. ian were and there ian, yeah. before me that was it yeah no exactly but yeah no it's a again a lot of memories dude i remember we were playing warhammer at the time i think i don't know if you had gotten into it before me but i know i was a new player and i think you had just started building orcs and stuff at the i time had too. well i had been into warhammer previously and you got back into it or what? yeah i and then you know i because i was a broke teen you know, I couldn't really support what was needed for an army. Warhammer oh, yeah. is not it, It's not cheap, cheap it's by not. any sense of the means. It's, in fact, like, why I got out of it again. It's because it's, it's just up, expensive to keep up and maintain. And you're playing the worst faction for <laughs> yeah for, for spending money on. When you need a billion boys, yeah, it's like... <laughs> and that's why I ran vehicles, because yeah. it was as and much now as it's super expensive good. a vehicle can be. It's cheaper than 10 boxes It of was boys. also worth a billion points, so I didn't need to keep buying boys. Now, now I guess the, the speed wall is like really good, like all the vehicles, which it, is nice. It's nice it to hear. It was good when I was running it, <laughs> but nobody else was because it was green tide. That was right, the that meta. That was the meta, yeah. But, you know, running three battle wagons and two flyers, nobody could compete against me because nobody had the forces to take out that much heavy machinery. Yeah, and now it's all uh, Death Cop does and the new the new speed wall stuff. They got the weird like motorcycles and squig bikes and stuff. The squig no, riders. the fact that the bikes got good again, I'm really happy about that. Don't get me wrong, I am very happy that the the red wave is back for orcs. <laughs> red goes faster. I'm so happy that that's back. That makes me so proud as an OG faster. orc pa- as an OG orc player. God, orcs are expensive. Yeah. Orcs are so pricey to run. And then you have to build and paint all of them, too. Yeah, and that costs money and time, too. Yeah. Well, same thing, like, shoot. Yeah, about 10 years ago, me and my buddy Mike tried to get into Warhammer at the time, and it was just not feasible. 22-year-old Roman did not make enough money to even buy the starter. Like, that's 20, just the reality. Yeah, 27-year-old Kevin <laughs> doesn't make enough money to run orcs. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you run orcs, and everyone's suddenly like, you want to run an Armageddon game? And I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't have enough money or points to run Armageddon as Can much I play as you stuff might that's think not that real I, Warhammer yeah. models? Can yeah. I bring some other shit? Can I run proxies? I'll run proxies. <laughs> I'll and just we throw can a bunch run, of bases yeah. out there, yeah. you know? 
<laughs> I'll just label it. This one is a This is the gargant. knob. Here's a K for a knob. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, no, we play with models. Uh, sorry. Uh, never I'm mind. Then I, then I can't play with you. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Orcs my ball just go require too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's so true. But yeah, the Warhammer uh, has always had a really good... Uh, um, universe is really dense and stuff uh i hope to one day get one of my uh, buddies who's really into the stuff because i got i know they got the video games books everything um i just never read a whole lot of it so i don't have a lot of i uh, got into the books actually through audible uh that's nice. how i got into them Dude, audible is so nice because it's like i love reading i love reading novels too but it, it takes forever like a comic you can read in 10 minutes exactly dude 10 hours will maybe get you halfway through a novel <laughs> exactly you know i have books on audible that are like 30 hours and i'm just like all right, see you tomorrow at the gym, buddy. Heck yeah, dude, that's the best, man. Um, but we didn't we didn't come here to talk uh, Warhammer as much as uh, as much as we both uh, like about it, uh, or like it. Um, what we did come to talk about um, for your past book um, or your past uh, narrative stories that you liked, uh, you brought up a podcast um, familiar, which is Redwall, and uh, I was telling you that Dusty was talking about it uh, in his episode. Um, so when you brought it up, I was like, oh, heck yeah, different point of view, because I know what you're going to like about it um, already is different. The little we have talked about it um, is different than what Dusty liked, which is cool. It's cool to see how the same uh, source material or content will resonate differently with different people. We we're just talking it about that, some of yeah. the D&D stuff. Um, but what about Redwall did you like? So m the main thing that took me in, I found Redwall because, you know, I was the stereotypical, you know, small, you know, bookish child, right? I didn't want to go outside and play at recess. It was rainy and cold in, you know, the north <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. And so I was inside in the library and I was the just perusing, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that's all you got to say. It's like, I was a fucking nerd, yeah, man. I was a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I was made fun of and I, I was called Harry Potter. Oh you know, no. <laughs> I had the glasses. I had the haircut. I fit the bill. And that's okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just, again, you know, I, I joke around. It's funny. I always tell, tell people, nobody will call you a nerd faster and harder. Than somehow other harder than nerds. other nerds. Yeah, just like, like weebs. And I'm still a nerd. And I'm yeah. still, I'm just like, nerd. I'm nerd. But I love it, dude. That, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Is because it, it's at this point just a joke. Well, and and that's how you are with close friends and brothers and stuff yeah. like that. Is if, you can't, if your brother or your friend can't make fun of you in a playful, loving manner, who can, dude? Like, exactly. You know? And you know, <laughs> I'm part of the joke too. If you call me a nerd, I'm like, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. King nerd. Yeah. Okay. King nerd. <laughs> I know more about it than you. Whatever. <laughs> Me and my boss have that going all the time. We'll be, we'll get really into like certain comics or whatever. You know, Derek will be talking about Spider-Man. I'm like, man, you're such a fucking nerd. Yeah, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the king nerd. Exactly. <laughs> we, we have to own it at some point. <laughs> well, but then, yeah, there's different things you can be nerdy about. Yeah. I, I love novels too. Like I said, I just can't read as many as I want to now versus like comics or watching shows. Yeah, we're not kids anymore. We have yeah. other stuff that well, has to be done. Time. Yeah, it's time, dude. When you're a kid, you have time to read through novels. You have time to throw your head against the wall playing a shitty game that's broken, not developed And properly. on top of that, you also have the energy and the stubbornness to do all of that. <laughs> you know, I'm nearing 30 at this point. I'm just like, no. This is too much. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. I'm going to do something a little bit yeah. more relaxing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I was just digging through the library one day, and I found 
not even the first red wall book i found uh the particular one about in the universe the greatest warriors in that universe the badgers of salamandastrom the mountain <laughs> home where they come from yeah 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 uh, they were essentially think kind of dwarves yeah you know? that's what that's what Dusty was saying is like uh because it was the the badger was the leader right or, and then there was like the rabbits or something. So the badgers were kind of this elite keep to themselves mountain yeah. folk. Again, dwarves. Uh, but in times of need, historically, they would lead other people nice, because nice. they were these great military people. Right, right, right. Like dwarves. Like they, exactly. They're, 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 they're sturdy, industrious. They're industrious. Strong. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? It's funny that you bring that up because same thing. That That's the exact... I, Again, I, I call people nerds so much, but I loved reading novels as a kid. And I came across one of my favorite um, trilogies, or one of my favorite book series. I think it's called uh, His Dark Articles or Chronicles. It's the yeah, Golden yeah. Compass books. Yeah, and same yeah, thing. yeah. I, and they've I read, made those movies now. Well, they made one movie, and then they're doing the TV show because the first movie sucked. Well, not that, not that it sucked. It just didn't pop off. They did the Golden Compass, mm -hmm. and they never did. So the one I ran into is I didn't know Golden Compass was part of it. The first book I saw was The Subtle Knife, or as... Uh, Freaking sixth grade Roman would call it would, would be the subtool knife. Yeah, right. You just don't know how words <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah. <laughs> but I read it. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I read the third one. I'm like, oh, this is dope. Oh, there's another one in the series. And I'm like, this feels like it happened before all these. Because it did. Because mm -hmm. Golden Compass is the first one. When they did the movie, I was like, oh, hell yeah. I watched it. And I liked it. It was fine. It was what I remember from the book. It was good enough. And they never came out with the uh, the rest of them. Exactly. It didn't do well in the box office. Exactly. And you're just like, oh, that was okay. But they're doing the show now. And I think it's Amazon or one of these streaming services. And it's called His his Dark Chronicles or yeah, Articles or whatever. Yeah, I forget. It. But I yeah, I remember seeing that at, you know, just at the store, His yeah. Dark Chronicles. I saw that all the time at Target. And I was like, that looks oh, cool. wow. <laughs> but I, I feel like uh, it's kind of come this way, too, is, uh, again, my, my best friend, uh, Mike, he's his favorite franchises are Harry Potter we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. and Lord of the Rings and I like those I like those properties I like those licenses but I'm already into so much stuff on my own there's just not enough time to get into everything you know exactly. so well, I'm over here reading the his dark chronicles you and Dusty are reading Redwall being little nerds wherever you guys are yeah. at and I'm yeah. over here being a nerd with my different shit and that's what's cool about talking to people about different stuff that they enjoyed because you said you so the one you said you picked up which one would that be in the chronological at this point you know it's been so I really couldn't even tell you <laughs> like, I've read all of them since then so I don't even remember I've read them multiple times because they were you know I was this young autistic kid who just wanted to read and wanted to, you know, indulge and envelop myself in these stories. And so I just dove headfirst and read all of them multiple times. And so they're all, the information is all in my head, right? Yeah, but, but you don't remember where it comes from. I couldn't tell That's you how where I was it, Star yeah. Wars. It's very exactly. rare where it stands out where it's like, oh, I remember this really good story, this and that. And I have to look it up to remember and the specifics. Like, what episode was that in? Yeah, or or I, for me, the the movies are cool and all, but for me, it was it was the novels and the comics and stuff that got me. Into I the, need to get into the oh, novels dude. and comics for Star Wars. They're because freaking awesome, especially the pre Disney stuff. It's such a different type new, of lore. I, the new stuff is fine. The comics are actually really good. The novels are really good, but it's different. You know, you're you're thinking. Uh, imagine, fuck, how would I explain this? It'd be like. It's not even that. It's more little kitty. It's just it's a different tone. It's. It, 
the old uh, Dark Horse comics and the old books almost felt like grim dark, like forty. Exactly, and it's because it's Disney. It's it's meant to be marketable. Yeah, it's more superheroes. It's more Marvel. It's more, and, and which that's is okay. Fine. You're wanting the to stories reach, are still cool. Yeah, you're but, wanting to reach a bigger, better, broader audience. Yeah. When I was doing an episode by myself a few episodes ago, it was an Oops All Boba Fett episode because the show mm-hmm. was about to come out, and I talked about. I was like, there was a story where Boba fights Vader in a lava planet. What the fuck was? I had to Google his yeah. Boba Vader lava. Planet planet I need to watch the new episode. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Oh, watched, the newest one. I haven't watched the newest dude, one yet. So, I mean, dude, I'm I'm a fucking Boba Fett fan, dude. I love. That's my favorite character. This show's weird, dude. Like, I, I plan it's, on. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's not bad, and it's not great. It's and it's not worse. It's not better than the old lore. It's just weird. It's I'm different. Ju- yeah, I'm trying to just give it time to that's tell the story too. that it needs to tell. Yeah, I want, um, once it's all wrapped up, I'm gonna do yeah. A, Whole, yeah, exactly. Like, I need to recap. judge it by the whole story it tells. Uh, and that's the same part of storytelling. Yeah. You know, going back to yeah, Redwall. You, yeah, you can't do one chapter, you, right? Yeah, you can't base the book off of whatever the hell's on the back of it. <laughs> exactly. You know? um, but you were saying earlier what you liked about Redwall, or a little bit you were elaborating, as you said, because um, the the, the mice, the, the, the main character's a mouse, right? Uh, yeah, for most of the books you follow... Uh, and people will tell you different ways, and because you know you read a word and you're like, "That's how you pronounce it," and then right. Hermoing. No. yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I always pronounced that little mouse's name as Matameo because it's or it rolls off the tongue a little bit exactly. better, at least for you. Yeah, because I I think Dusty was trying to pronounce the name. He's like, I don't know how to pronounce it. Nobody me. does. <laughs> uh, you know, I because I haven't listened to the there the the entire series is on Audible and it is read by the author. So if you dumb. want the actual pronunciation, to... what if he's like, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, just... right. <laughs> he's, like, I just typed it out, bro. Yeah, like, I just, I wrote it. That'd be the saddest though. I was like, Come on, if you don't know who's gonna know, it's like, exactly. I don't know you figure it out. Yeah, you. It's your <laughs> nerd. You're the one. You're the one reading it. <laughs> the authors are telling you, fucking nerd, reading my books. Yeah, nerd. right. Um, so if you want the actual pronunciation, it probably is out there. There's a canon name for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the main thing that all that really resonated with me as you know, because I was a small kid, you know, I you know. Perfect example. I entered high school um, about five foot tall, 100 pounds. That's fucking tight. <laughs> I was a small kid for most of my life. Uh, it That's wasn't wild, dude. Exactly. It wasn't until my junior year that I became, you know, a full damn person. Right. You're like puberty hit me. Yeah. Over and over and over and over. Yeah, and I just <laughs> shot up. And, you know, now, you know, I'm nearly six feet tall and, you know, over 200 pounds. Nice, you know, nice. I'm a person now. <laughs> I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm a big kid. I'm a person. <laughs> I'm big. Dude, I've been the same height since I was 10. <laughs> yeah, see, no, I couldn't imagine that. I I entered high school five feet tall and grew nearly a foot. Oh, damn. In Throughout the course of high school. So... Uh, and so the story that Redwall tells is that anyone, even from the biggest badger in Salamandastrom to the tiniest mouse in Redwall Abbey, can be a hero. And they that contribute you, to heroic causes. If you just make the effort to do good and do right, you can be a hero. Nice. No, a lot of parallels with like Frodo, right? He's a yeah, hobbit. Exactly. Among these giants to him. Literal you know? giant and literal giants. Yeah, yeah, dude. Freaking you got a, a lost king, right? You have fucking elves and in- dwarves I mean, and amazing magical beings that are doing amazing magical things. And here's this little hobbit yeah, who this is furry footed paramount. Like- <laughs> 
he's yeah he's the one yeah exactly so and so and you get into you know think you know drawing a word from history uh fjords um an army of the people okay. they you know there's books where you know a lo- one of the first villains you're introduced to and that's another thing i loved about redwall the villains were like you could tell that this person this being uh the first one you run into is a one-eyed rat named <laughs> what the fuck? clunny the scourge okay so <laughs> he's got a bad name that's too. a name right like he, he looks bad you know if i remember bad. the description correctly he like affixed a mace to his tail that he uses oh, as a weapon <laughs> right you're like that's a bad guy that's like in uh did you watch uh shang chi yet i did uh, i did watch Shang-Chi. the dude with the fucking sword arm is like you know you're dedicated to violence when you're like you've got a laser arm. sword yeah. arm you're like i don't need an arm i just need a sword yeah <laughs> you're dedicated to your craft yeah. i appreciate your effort uh you are a trope <laughs> i appreciate funny, it but you know um, was there any specific characters that stood out to you besides the mouse? Like that you're like, I really like this guy. Like when they when when you think back to it, you're like, I like the mouse guy. Um, I, for, I already forgot how to pronounce his name. And then there's exactly other, yeah. right. <laughs> and then like some other characters. I know um, Dusty was definitely talking about like the the badger king or something like that. Mm-hmm. The badger um, again. It's been so long, I couldn't even tell you the name. Uh, but uh, yeah, actually, in the books where the early books where you deal with uh Matameo again pronounce it how you want to pronounce it uh the Redwall Abbey has this tapestry of the hero who the one of the greatest heroes in the world who founded the abbey another mouse Martin the warrior <laughs> Mar- Martin <laughs> yeah Martin, Martin. <laughs> hey it's Steve the great Steve the great yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again that just your average person just right. has to make a choice over and over to be good. Well, even nowadays, when you have a good person, you know, or these kings or these great figures, it's so easy to just deify them, right? But then you're like, but they're human too. Like they're, they're human. They're made of the same stuff I'm made out of, you know. And yeah, the circumstances might be different, but you know, again, you can be born in better or worse circumstances and make different choices and not exactly. End up- and you know, well, it and you know, again, uh, going through storytelling. Um, the first Deadpool movie, uh, Colossus had a really, really good point that you just get a few opportunities in life to make a big choice. And those ones are important. Sure. But it is your daily actions of choosing to do, while it may not be the easiest or the most fun, but choosing to be good. Right. That's how you become a a good person, right, a right. good being. Yeah, uh, this memory just popped up on my Facebook a while ago, and it was about helping people. Um, and I wish I could remember it, even though I'm the one who freaking typed it out. Um, but it was something along the lines, you know, when you're, uh, when you come across these opportunities to help people, it's not just an opportunity to help them, but you're also helping yourself. Like you said, you're you're making the choice to be like, I cannot help them, but I'm gonna like exactly. You know, you know I've you, had two of those opportunities in the last three months alone nice last night you know i was telling you uh before we started this up i was going to get dinner and the dude in front of me popped a flat and i was just like all right i'm here i have a jack 
Right. I've been on the side of the road at night in the dark when no one is helping me. Exactly. And it sucks. Well, again, and it's an opportunity. Again, you're not just helping them. You're helping yourself. You're helping yourself either reaffirm or change your character to be like, I'm going to be one of the ones who stops and helps. Exactly. There's a flashpoint when it starts off. um, The first issue, it's uh, Kid Flash. You know, I say Kid Flash is not Wally. It's it's Barry as a child before Mm -hmm. he's a flash. And he's walking down the center median of the highway because, you know, again, they're having car problems. Um, is him and his mom, and he's asking her. He's like, "Why do these cars just keep driving by? They like they see we need help," and uh, and she just tells him like, "Well, well, they're just busy or they're heading somewhere. They just they don't have the time. They might want to help, but they don't have the time." And Flash says to himself, "I would make the time. You know, that's what I the kind of person I want to be is the one who makes the time because it could have been real easy where you're like, yeah, he has a flat. Somebody will help him, and that's what everybody else thinks. So again, it's it, it's, it's actually there's a name for that." It's called the bystander effect. Yeah. And again, it's it's really, like I said in that post that popped up, it's it's not just an opportunity to help them, but it's an opportunity to help yourself mm-hmm. be better than what you were before, to either reaffirm that I am a good person, that this is the type of person I am, or to change it to be like, this is the type of person I want to be. I want to be the type of person who stops and who helps. And again, it's it's great having these little narratives, because again, like, me and we're adults, you know, we, we, uh, we live our life the way we're going to live it, but a kid who doesn't know... You know, he's just getting into life and, and he reads. they don't know who they are yet. Yeah, he reads the Redwall books and, yeah, they're not real characters, but in their head, like, well, the character that I like that I resonate with would do this. My nephew, he loves uh, Steven Universe, and there would be points in times when he was younger, he's like, oh, I don't want to do that because Steven wouldn't do that. And I'm like, oh, you're right. He wouldn't right. do that. He's a nice guy, right? Or you're he right. Hurt he's someone. a good guy. He wouldn't hurt his friends like that, not on purpose. Right, exactly. So it's just, again, sometimes you need that stuff. And again, it's funny how certain things resonate with other people uh, more or less. Certain characters, certain uh, plot points. Again, the the Redwall books, it's really cool that they have, for the most part, the the not even the main character, the characters to us would be small a badger yeah it's fucking wild and or crazy even, you know in one of the books the you followed in uh, uh this little young otter girl nice like i was she was raising she was helping raise a fjord uh just an army of the people to fight a, an enemy coming and so again it show it reinforces that point that anyone can do it yeah the um what would you say is your favorite book? Do you have a specific book that you liked? Or I, if I ever decide that I want to read any of the Redwall books again, I actually always gravitate towards that first one. I go to Redwall. Nice. Again, that's the one. It's the one. You know, it's the namesake, and uh, you, you, it. The book opens with uh, Matameo tripping and falling and spilling his daily <laughs> duties of gathering nuts. To help feed the Abbey everywhere. Right. It starts with him messing up and making a Being mistake. flawed, yeah. Being flawed and feeling bad over it. And right. his mentor uh, comes and reassures him that you have you were not bad. You have just made a mistake. Right. You know, it's that and whole... that uh, happens. You know, Alfred and Bruce things like, why do we fall? You know, like... To get up. Yeah, yeah. So you can get up, to give you opportunities to get back mm-hmm. up. Like, it's not always going to be highs. There's going to be lows. You know, life is peaks and valleys when it comes to how good, quote unquote, it is. And sometimes it feels like it's all bad. And at that point, again, at the end of the day, we're, we're uh, free-willed beings. So, you know, you decide how you want to act. Um, another thing with the uh, the Redwall series, um, what would you say is one of the coolest, uh, not characters, I mean, the coolest ideas for some of the animals chosen for 
certain classes. Because I, I remember Dusty was talking about, I wish I could remember what animals were, but that there was like pirates and shit. And then there were a certain type of animal. And he was talking about how the rabbits were like almost like elves, you know. It, it, and I, I always thought that, you know, that kind of seafaring Odd. Sorry, I got to get a little closer. Uh, <laughs> that seafaring kind of otter folk being the harbor folk and the people living on both the land and the water. Right, right, right. I always thought that was really interesting of, you know, including, I guess, a smaller sect of people that you might not think about. You know, in a modern society, in a modern life, you don't really think about the people that still have to live off the land and right. make use of and live in harmony with the world right right well it's so easy to want it's weird how how it is nowadays with society is it's almost like we're in a race to get away from nature get away from the land in the sense of like we want to be civilized and live in these cities and have all this industrious stuff and it's like yeah but that just gets you further away from your roots and not not just in the literal sense you know with the plants and stuff but also figuratively where it's like yeah do you need to be able to be one with nature to know when you're doing good and bad to it as well exactly um, you know you live on the <laughs> if you live on the coast right you're on a coastal city you you rely on you know the catch of of the ocean you rely on all the resources and then some fucking asshole down the, or up the coast or down the coast is fucking spilling shit in there fucking it up it affects you so it affects not, you. yeah if you're not there you don't see it until it's too late uh, I was doing research into um, some of the early uh, natives on the North American continent because um, I think it was uh, the mound, uh, the mound people, and they talk about what what they think happened to that civilization. And they said even back then, without the crazy stuff going that we had, all the technology we have now, the big thing they had back then was uh, they were exhausting the resources and having so much waste. And you think right, like indigenous people they're not fucking making oil and this and that. they're not a wasteful people yeah and even for them that their whole thing was they got so big that they just completely exhausted resources and you're like dude they don't even have the technology that we have nowadays how are they able to do that back then so it just shows you people and when they lose that sense of like again they they, they think they're bigger than nature they think they're they're bigger than the world and in time and time again it has been proven you're not wow, dude, you no live one on it is <laughs> you know you, you you can't think you're above living on the planet while you're on the planet <laughs> exactly i mean you have to think um I forget. I, is his name Masa Musa? Masa Musa. He was the, the African richest, king, richest man, man in the world ever. ever. Dude, I was just. It's funny you bring that up. I just learned about him late last year. He would fuck up economies when he was traveling through them because he was just like, I'm the biggest man around. Well, and he he controlled gold. All the gold came from him, and it was the equivalent. I would when I would tell people because they didn't know about him. I'm like, dude, he'd fuck up economies to the point where they'd kick him out of countries because he would do the equivalent equivalent of, oh, he'll go into a restaurant or club and imagine tipping every single person you see a million bucks. And you don't think that's like, gonna? I don't need to work here anymore. Yeah, or, or you don't think that's gonna fuck up the economy when every single person is richer than the government or richer than anything else? Like that's why the government's yeah, like, get he's out. just giving gold away, and yeah, so it ruins their economy <laughs> that way. And then you know he would come back through and he'd be like, I messed up. Sorry. Um, let me take a lot of this back. You know, let me buy a lot of things, and then he ruins the economy that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild yeah i just it's funny that you bring him up because uh, not a lot of people know about him um yeah i kept getting brought up just because all the stuff going on with the uh, bezos and shit mm -hmm. and again it's funny how history repeats itself sometimes with uh wasteful spending with uh people being too rich or having too much of one resource that uh, they need where it's like yeah you can fuck shit up if you're not careful with it <laughs> exactly and even in video games you see that you know with your you have excuse me you have like world builders and city city builders and you 
outgrow your resources and you're just like what do i do now i'm failing what do <laughs> Time i do to go to war <laughs> oh oh my save my save and we don't have a save nope nope oh man um but yeah from the red wall really cool really interesting fantasy setting right um and i know we we're talking uh, about D earlier as well and that's one thing you wanted to bring up was a uh, D um a lot of the narrative stuff that you liked from that uh the we're talking about earlier like i like to equate it to building blocks like legos where yeah you have certain characters or special areas and stuff but then you're making your own story with it exactly you have uh you're taking you all know, these bricks and building them up in a way that looks cool where exactly the cool. D source books are considered and classified as settings yeah uh you know we were talking about curse of strahd and the curse of strahd is a gothic horror setting and so you get to include any building blocks you want werewolves you know vampires right. witches you know you know, scare. You know your haunted scarecrows. Your you know your bubbling cauldrons. All that stuff you think of when you think of gothic horror. Yeah, yeah, horror. yeah, yeah. Even just, if it's campy horror, right? Well, because there's also like eldritch horror stuff in there too. Like the the new one, the Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft that has like mm-hmm. eldritch horror shit. Yeah, and even cla- even classic Strahd has eldritch horror. You know, uh, the opening mission for strahd is a level one to three mini adventure called the death house and <laughs> the you know it's it's strahd's been out for 10 years or oh, not yeah. even not more than that but i mean in a this modern version setting of strahd, this yeah. version of strahd has been out for like 10 years oh wow yeah if you don't know already i'm sorry uh the big boss of death house is a cult summoned a monster, an eldritch monster yeah, thing. Cthulhu's cousin, <laughs> kind of, right? Um, and it is on. It is meant to remind you and very forcibly teach you that sometimes there's just things you can't handle. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're an adventurer. I don't care how great and cool you think you. It's unkillable and it's chasing you through the house. Right. I don't care that you're the toughest kid on the playground, bro. I'm a fucking adult and take yeah. this kick to the belly, bud. Yeah. I'm <laughs> going exactly to yeah. plant you on your ass and you, there's nothing you can do about it. And he goes, you and all your kids think, you know, you and all the rest of the kids on the playground think you can do something about it. Yeah, you might get me to slow down a bit and I'm still, you know, like you said, unhandleable, you know, until the cops come. Uh, you're right. <laughs> until I've beat up enough kids that someone has called the police. <laughs> No, but it, it, it is super cool. And, and the cool thing about it being D&D, again, you have these pre-made things that you can choose to use or not. Because, again, at the end of the day, they're your books. You paid your money for them. You own them. You decide what you want to do. They're your Legos. If you want to put the Strahd minifig in, what's the Harry Potter one called uh, that yeah. they just released? Uh, Strixhaven. Strixhaven. I'm like, all right, yeah. Strahd is now a Strixhaven teacher. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And Strixhaven, <laughs> if you actually dig through Strixhaven, um, is meant to be just a building block lego piece that you can just slap into a world that's what it's actually designed to be see that's cool that's what's cool about all the dnd stuff though especially some of them definitely have more how do you say narrative than others right some of them they do give, some of them give you more character building some of them give you more settings some of them are just like this is a module here play through this yeah know. here's an adventure yeah exactly which and is that's, cool and that's fine because dnd is a big world yeah and well, your players are going to want to go and explore that world exactly. and so you need stuff to fill that world exactly. and that's what i love you about lego blocks, I, yeah. I love <laughs> it's so versatile and so what would you say is your favorite Let, let's just stick to 5e because that's the most recent one they still have a bunch of books what would you say is your favorite source book 
out of 5e? Source book for 5e. That is actually hard because in all my years of 5e, uh, I've barely actually touched the source stuff. <laughs> uh, my... So you're just playing with the basic stuff and making no, your own narratives? Or no, what? we run homebrew okay. almost exclusively just because there's so many more building blocks. Right. More, I, well, you know, y- your dad bought you the thousand piece bucket. Yeah. You know? Instead of the hundred piece bucket that you got when you were ten, right, right, right. So that's cool then. But um, uh, you know, I I do tend to gravitate towards gothic horror, so I have always liked Ravnica, the you know the uh, Ravenloft, um, Ravenloft, and um, you know you even get into the Shadow Plains and nice, the, nice. you know the Nine Hells. There's oh the Avernus and shit. Yeah, Avernus that is, pretty is cool. very interesting. The Baldur's Gate, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the demons and shit. But yeah, so uh, you know, as a fan of classic horrors, uh, Ravenloft is very right. attractive. If you're going for spooky stuff like this, yeah. is the, you like spooky. This is where it's all at, yeah, man. Here's, yeah, here's you know, spooky. Like... <laughs> oh, you want you want to play a half dead or previously dead character, right? Ravenloft. There you go. Get well, in there, it's, spooky. It's, you know, just like Real World is like, you like Disney? There's a whole fucking area where you can go and it's all Disney shit, man. Yeah. Like, it's and, just nice or, having you know, that area. You love, you're not the biggest fan of Disney, but you love Star Wars like yeah. you and I do. All right, Star Wars. Yeah. There. It's in there too. You like Star Wars? It's in go, there too. Go stand in front of the Millennium Falcon or, for or like, t- a 30 minutes. <laughs> just Pretty look. much, yeah, just to look. I did that. Yeah, that's what I used to do. So I haven't had a chance to go to Galaxy's Edge yet, but when they had the launch bay, the big Star Wars area, that's mm-hmm. what I do is just look at the models and be like, this is nice. This is right? Cool. No, I did actually in October, the wife and I uh, were there for the Oogie Boogie Bash. Sick. I, we spent, we love Star Wars. <laughs> we spent so much time in Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> I had the blue milk. I, I, oh, I did man, it. That sounds awesome, dude. That sounds so fucking cool. I want to so weird yeah it's It's, the blue milk is so weird (laughs) that's funny dude but what's cool too though is uh we were just talking earlier about how uh how people want to experience the game differently right so i like a lot of the narrative i want to tell a good story have a good experience some people just want the mechanics right they just want the game and you can go to six flags you like roller coasters your favorite part of disneyland is the rides here's a place where it's all rides and then the fucking place looks like shit but because they focus yeah, on the rides there's trash everywhere <laughs> you know it's lines Roots are going through yeah. the, the nothing the, looks F- too great you know you're having <laughs> feet pass you know people's feet pass like really close above you like suspiciously close and you're like this is it this is what i want yeah and this is what i want to do is i want to i yeah. want to like I said, want murder hobo. The thrill. i want the mechanics i want to be able to game the system meta game and all that um and it's funny it's funny how depending on the group you have that can fly or not and exactly. it's rough when you have that that when you get the mix in a group where they want to pull one way or another because it's funny we, we were going to transition into critical role because that's one of the again that they took the D mechanics and they made their own narrative their own characters I just, I've heard Critical Role. I mean, I've been working at a fucking game shop for years, so I know about it. I know about the books. I know that they're a group that plays. Mm-hmm. I know that they're big, but I've never experienced anything with them. And then I just watched a video recently. They were talking about D&D stuff, and Critical Role got brought up because I guess they had a player like that initially who got kicked out that all he wanted to do was just game. He thought he was the main player, and he... There were some other reasons he got kicked out. <laughs> uh, you know, we're adults. Uh, drugs. He really? also He also had a bit of a problem. Oh, wow. Um... But yes, he was also a more of a meta gamer, where the rest of them were, and are so much more about having a fun experience, the role playing aspect. Yeah, yeah combat's fun. 
uh, yeah, who doesn't like to feel like a hero? And right. but you you're know, in a group too. So with you thinking I'm the main character, of this what does that make every, everyone nothing else? Nothing. And that's something I do like about D and D is it teaches you a very important lesson of no one can be too selfish. We're yeah. a group. We are a team. And that is something I do love about D&D, what, what I brought up to you earlier, uh, the collaborative soul of the story. We are a team. Even the DM is part of that team because it's, the, you know, they are building this world as you're going yep. through it. They're, they're almost, it's weird how they, they straddle this fine line of, of referee and storyteller, right? And world builder. They're and, just, you know, sometimes you do get that, you know, very adversarial thing. And a right. lot, you know, and again, it's like your it. table, play don't. how you want. You but said it earlier, read the room, right? Read if they're the not room. having fun, if, if every time you do something, the people are just like, mm, okay, I rolled this. Like, they're not having fun, you know? <laughs> exactly. And, you know. I have been playing D&D for over half of my life at this Shit. point. I'm 27. Nerd, bro. Right? <laughs> nerd. I was playing D&D when you got beat up for it. You know, and again, I was you, this you little still, Harry Potter ass kid. You can still get beat up for it, but now it's other D&D players beating you. <laughs> yeah, right. And so you know, I was a prime target for getting my ass kicked. Thankfully, I didn't. I got lucky. But I've been playing D&D for about 15, 16 years at this point. Uh, I played D&D when D&D, the game itself, not even the DM, the game itself was designed to hate you. <laughs> the game itself, you know, like Dark, uh, Dark it Souls. It was meant to be hard. Or demon, The game wanted you dead. Yeah, because because there was only like one, maybe two books out, and you had to get your money's worth out of it. They're like, we have to make this hard enough to make it worthwhile than picking you up a book. And you, you, have to keep one, you have to keep finding worth and replaying. Exactly. And so the game wanted you dead. The world, act, the monsters were meaner. The traps were meaner. There was more of them. There was a... Not a bigger variety, but they were harder traps. They were harder to detect. They were harder to Pass. circumvent. They were or harder. survive. Yeah. yeah, they were. Everything was meaner. And, and it, then, how, how cool is it too? Like again, don't get me wrong. I love options. I'm, I'm always going to be about having more options than none. But how how cool was it back then? Not just D and D, but a lot of these games where it's like you didn't have all these fucking monsters there was maybe five of them so when you saw a certain one you'd be like oh shit that's the whatever Wait, i know that thing yeah or you're like man that's fucking iconic and now you're like what's that well it's kind of like a, a mind flayer but blah 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 and yeah you, now you know, it's version 17 yeah what's, it's like the um what are they called this uh iconic to the um xanathar is one of them what the fuck's he called um the eyeball thing i'm, I'm brain farting right now uh beholder yeah um, beholder so a classic D D monster yeah and then now there's like the the tyrant what are they called death tyrants the, and zombie beholders yeah and, and then you have then you have you know the watchers which yeah. are little like baby what little baby ones that you know don't do as much and they're also <laughs> kind of even bigger nerds <laughs> it, because if you actually read the lore beholders are fucking nerds yeah it's funny how all these nerdy games find a way to put nerds in them like i joke around just with so the players can be like fucking nerd <laughs> well it's just funny like <laughs> yeah you live out your power fantasy <laughs> exactly this is what happens to me old D, &D and, you know, was a lot of a power fantasy well not just that though. how funny is it though that these nerds who get bullied find nerds to bully and then they're not like oh i know how oh, it feels maybe we shouldn't no, be doing no, they're like, fuck you <laughs> like, fuck you fucking nerd. wedgie Punch. i'll give you the D, &D equivalent of a wedgie <laughs> yeah right <You'll, laughs> or again just straight punch <laughs> yeah. 
fucking nerd. But dude, uh, why'd you do that? Because the... he's a fucking nerd. <laughs> he deserved it. <laughs> so that old Game Grumps animated the uh, Dinkles the nerd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like a uh, 40k too. You know, they put fucking Magnus the red in there. He's a fucking fucking nerd. nerd. I joke around that he's you a wee stupid <laughs> nerd. You fucked with the universe. <laughs> this is your fault, nerd. <laughs> And then, uh, why do you, uh, why do you think Lehman Roos? Yeah, hated I was gonna you? say the jock. Yeah, nerd. <laughs> You're reading books, you fucking nerd. Drink and some then, alcohol yeah. like the rest. And of then us. all the other mega nerds are like, Magnus did nothing. No, Magnus, Magnus did everything <laughs> wrong. I joke around with the guys that uh, Magnus is a weeb and that he's reading manga instead of a book because you know the model right. has with the yeah. book, and that's why he has the third eye so he can read the subtitles too. Yeah, yeah, he has to have the third eye just to understand the sub. <laughs> it's better when you read the sub instead of the dub <laughs> nerd, <Fucking> nerd. <laughs> and don't get me wrong i i watch anime too uh, yep. you know, and and we like D and yeah. 40k and we're 40K fucking nerds and, and, you know i grew up played like every other kid does i played pokemon both the cards and the book and the fucking games you know i get oh, it I, i'm still gonna make fun of you nerd <laughs> you know i i actually had a really good laugh the other day me and my uh buddy from the army benfield um who I to this day call Benfield because his name is Joe. And I can't tell you how many Joes I know. Like, dudes named Joe from the army. That's why uh, That's why my name's Roman. That's not my first name. My first name's Jesus. But, you know, in my friend group back home, there was another Jesus. And, and he doesn't go by was, it either. And then there was another. And you're <laughs> yeah. just like, all right. Well, yeah, because uh, so he goes by Mora. And that's what he's always been called from yeah, then yeah, till I've now. I've always known you as Roman. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> But when I, can't... I hear somebody call me my name, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? How do you know me? Exactly. <laughs> and, but, you know, so I, again, I know like seven Joes, like actual Joe or Joseph or Joey. And they all were like, my name's Joe. And I'm like, no, you're your last name. And again, that's the army. And we call each other our last names anyway. You know, right. he's, he still calls me Kastner or, you know, Cass. That's, you know. That's just what you do in the army. But, you know, we were roommates and then off and on just because of how the army works, you move buildings, you're not roommates and you right. whatever. But, you know, we're friends to this day. We play games, uh, you know, we play Xbox together most every day. Um, and we play in, we've been playing a new game on Game Pass, uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Okay. Your dwarves mining in space. Your space dwarves. <laughs> that sounds cool. Mining <laughs> with technology. It's fine. It's funny how they find a way to make a nerdy thing even nerdier. Right. It's like not only are you dwarves, but it's sci-fi now. And not only you're doing that. Yeah. You're mining rocks. You're still mining rocks and gems. <laughs> by the way, killing bugs. <laughs> you're doing sci-fi nerdy shit. Now. Yeah. Now you're <laughs> with a your space stuff. nerd. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this episode is gonna be like uh, fucking nerds or like nerds yeah. calling nerds nerds exactly. And I'm, <laughs> I get it. It's a fun joke, but I told nerds will call I'm me a nerd, nerd too. Yeah. I'm a nerd too, bro. You can call That's, me a nerd back if you want. That is this. That is the joke, and that is part of the essential culture at this point mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. being a nerd. You're going to make fun of other nerds because, God damn it, you're a different nerd than I am. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is you can be nerdy about anything. So a little sneak peek for uh, the listeners. I'm planning on, planning on doing – I have a couple of channels that I was able to get my name on. And uh, one of them um, is going to be a overall nerdy stuff. You know, So I'm going to do reviews, unboxing shit, my thoughts on certain nerdy things. And then I'm going to have a – I'm planning on having a segment called Nerdy Neighbors where I talk to buddies who are into nerdy stuff or nerdy about things 
that you know it might be just straight up nerdy things it might be like oh yeah my buddy's into D, he'll come over and he'll just talk about shit he likes yeah or it'll be like oh yeah my buddy's a sneakerhead he's a nerd about fucking sneakers and, and that's shit. the exact same thing i was actually just gonna say you fucking can be nerdy football. about pretty much anything fantasy football how fucking nerdy does it and numbers it's nerdier you're, now you're adding you're, math to the you're game. doing <laughs> you're putting math into football nerd <laughs> fucking nerd nerd <laughs> and they hate when you point it out <laughs> Because you're right. How about you make a game out of it and you roll dice? You get Did your... you mean Blood Bowl? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting into that. I just built my uh, <laughs> my uh, guacamole uh, crater gators, the Seraphon, the little lizard. I folk. actually, uh, <laughs> I used to play uh, Blood Bowl on the PC, and I was in the top hundred orc teams in the no world. Way. Fuck, dude, fucking I made, nerd. <laughs> I made it to I made it to one hundred. <laughs> like, I the was king nerd. <laughs> I was top nerddom for orcs. Elite nerd. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, one of the things that I've come to be a huge nerd about over the years is cooking. Yeah. Yeah. You could, dude. Oh, it's God, funny how love, nerdy you can get about right? cooking shit. Dude. I, and every facet, too. There, every every type of food will have its own nerdy shit going on. You know, you want to do pastas? All right. Well, what kind of pasta are you making? Not not just yeah. what kind of pasta. Well, what are you putting on it? You know, what, what are, you, are you making what are, it? What are you? Are you hand making <laughs> yeah. the pasta? Are you hand making what's in it? Are yeah. you hand cut? Dude, barbecue. barbecue. Barbecue nerds, bro. Barbecue fucking nerds are I'm like not oh. as I'm not as big into barbecue. I have a Traeger. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. It But that shit's nerdy too, bro. Because you gotta mine think about it. Is cast iron. <laughs> God, I love my cast iron. My my mother got my wife and I a very nice cast iron pan for as a wedding gift. Nice. And I have had that thing for you know, we've been married uh a little over a year at this point. Nice, nice. I yeah. use that pan almost every day. I season it with Wagyu tallow. Oh my god! That I paid. This is a three-pound tub that I paid very good money for. Oh my god! And I see, you know, I season that thing religiously. Uh, you know, I use and a lot of old-school cast iron nerds. Sorry, now we're talking about cast. They'll tell you that soap is the devil. It's not. <laughs> Modern soap is pretty fine. Well, you can wash your cast iron with soap as long as you know it's not ancient. But you can be nerdy about anything, and yep. that's fine. So, um, as long as you're not an asshole about it, <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing, too. Yeah, is you know, we joke around, we call nerds nerds, but when you're actually being an asshole to someone about it, it's like, come on, dude, we're all just trying to enjoy our hobbies. Like, you could have just stayed home and been an asshole to yourself, exactly. And you know, <laughs> the, the way I, you know, my wife isn't the biggest nerd about much of anything, she loves things, don't yeah. get it, but she's not like. She doesn't nerd out. Yeah. She doesn't get nerdgasms talking about something that she likes. Right. You know, I've, you know, talked about the next thing we're going to talk about for a very long time to her, and she's been like, shut up. <laughs> you know, that's shut the thing, up. though, is uh, people think they're not super nerdy about things until you find the one thing they can the talk very about. Specific the problem thing. is they might not find that until they're way older and like, oh, this is what I'm a fucking nerd about. Oh, you've loved tree houses your whole <laughs> yeah, life? Yeah. You like flying kites too? What oh, about the yeah. this and that? <laughs> yeah. The Windrunner 5000. Have you yeah. played with that? Whoa, dude. <laughs> like, I don't like them that much. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought you were a nerd uh, like me. <laughs> but um, I, I totally lost what I was just going to say. Um, well, we were talking about. Uh, I know we wanted to transition to uh, the the thing you're looking forward to, but uh, let's let's bring it back to. I critical was like, we Role need to circle back to Critical Role. <laughs> we didn't talk about Critical Role at all. <laughs> a little bit, but uh, yeah. What do you like about it, man? Like, what specifically about that? Because I'm I'm very weird, and and it's it's weird how I am with the stuff I like. Is I'll talk to you about it. We'll nerd out, but I don't search it out. So like, I I was in League of Legends. I don't like watching people streaming it. I really don't like watching people playing it. So when I got out of it, that's whatever. actually something I was going to talk about. 
I I love D and I've been in D and D forever, um, and I really do enjoy Critical Role. They've brought D and D to the mainstream. Yeah, it's know, not something culture. you get the shit kicked out of you for doing anymore you know you're not hiding in a room anymore you know you're not in the dark you know (laughs) with old white people calling you saying you're summoning the devil like they were (laughs) with you know the satanic panic back in the day um what about it though that do you like like what the critical role focused on something that i really do love uh, and one of the reasons that i came to you know be with you today I love storytelling. Yep. And because um, I care truly about the impact that a story has had. And that has carried with me forever, especially with Redwall. You know, the impact of this little kid can be a hero. <laughs> and so the impact of a story is so monumentally important. Well, because it matters. That's what's culture, right? Like, we can make... <sighs> It's great, especially over long form, long form storytelling. Long form storytelling, um, like Critical Role, has done where something early on matters, dude. Every and and it gives you that whole thing in life. Like one of my favorite books um, that I love. That's a recent title. I read it like maybe a year after it came out. It was called. Uh, it was a book written by Mark Miller. It had a freaking like uh, all star cast. Greg Capullo was doing art with it, along with uh, Glapion. I forget. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, and I forget what his first name was. But it's called Reborn. It was from Image. Five issue. No, we, you and I loved Reborn. And that's one of the lines in there is everything you do in life matters, and it does, dude. It does. You know, you and I. I remember because I was still with Legends when yeah. Reborn. When I, Reborn, I fucking came out. read issue two and I cried like a little bitch, dude. You cried like a <laughs> because <laughs> the impact of that story was yeah. so monumental yeah. well my my grandpa had just passed at the time too like maybe two three months before i read it and just reading issue two where it says you know everyone that you ever cared about everyone they've ever loved or even just been in your life they're, they're here there, and they're waiting for you too when you show up that's gonna and be they the best will day. recognize you yep. and remember you yeah and again everything you can do in life matters the way you treat people and you see the them there impact you have yep and in your story and the story of others yep exactly and so critical role uh matt mercer is very good about that of making things matter in the long run and in a lot of you know a lot of D games you're it, you it doesn't because yeah, you're, you're murder hobering around yeah exactly and that again if that's fun for you great awesome right and that's why I said earlier, I think the a DM has to straddle that line of they are the referee. They're making sure you're you're being fair about it. You know, you can try to game it as much as you can, but we're trying to tell a story here. You know, we're telling we have a good story. Sp- uh, and and it, there's that impact, right, of like, oh, yeah, like something you did early on comes back. There's that joke, right? You yep. you swerved out of the way to avoid running over a squirrel. And, you know, years from now in your dire time of needs, it shows up in fucking shining armor. Exactly. You know, but it's like, yeah, dude, little you things know, in the beginning. You insulted Strahd at the beginning. Now <laughs> he hates you. <laughs> the first time he tried to mess with you, you called him a little bitch and spit at him. Oh, he's going to remember that. Right. Or again, and, and I think it is part of... How do you say? So when I was getting to, because I'm very new to role-playing games. I haven't played a whole lot. Um, when I was first getting into them, I was playing with one of my regular, uh, one of the regulars at the shop I used to play uh, the Dragon Ball game with. His name was Andrew. Um, and we were playing the Edge of Empire, the Star Wars role-playing game. Okay. And I, you know, I was being funny because I like making cool characters and having cool backstories for them. And I made this Mandalorian who was basically a pro wrestler. 
Um, but okay. he, he, the reason he's going on these adventures and these missions and stuff is he's going through space divorce with his wife okay. and he has to pay space alimony and space child support. And because he, of course space. Yeah. Cause space. And then, um, his daughter is doing space ballet and he needs new, you know, slippers for her and shit, you know, just stuff like that. And he's like, Oh, that's funny. You know, this and that. So at the end of the mission, when we get our, our, uh, money and stuff, he's like, all right, cool. And I roll percentile dice. I'm like, why? He goes, just roll it. All right, cool. It was uh 20. He goes, all right, 20% of your winnings go towards your wife. I'm like, Oh, fuck. But then it's the impact of like, this is probably my how damn it feels. space wife. <laughs> fucking Tina. <laughs> damn it, Tina. I'm just trying to have a good fucking and weekend. And that impact. Um, and <laughs> Critical Role is so good about that. And But here's the funny thing. You were talking about not really liking streaming. I don't watch Critical Role. <laughs> I, I, I've i watched the first adventure. I did. But as we, uh, you, going back to the beginning, we're adults. I, you don't have the time. I don't have five hours. Right. I, so, I don't. I got a feeling what it is that you like is you like the story. Maybe not the players. Like Maybe you're fine with them. I but actually you're like, love the players. But I, you're like, I just want to get the story. I just want to get, like, it, it's fun. I like the game, but I want the end result, you know? Exactly. It's, and, you know, if that's why I, I watch a lot of their recap stuff. Right. Because it easier. It condenses it like for 30 you. minutes instead of six hours. It's like taking hours. a novel and making it into a comic. Like, exactly. Let's just do that. And yes, am I missing some things? Yes, but they are going to hit the key points. Right. And I'm still going to get joy out of that. Right, right. And, and not just that is, yeah, maybe I am not going to get, or maybe I'm not going to appreciate certain things as much as I would if I watched the whole thing, but it's still good even without that. It's that's still how a good the, story. And that's just what tells you, you know, how good they are at storytelling, how good they are at building a narrative and characters. Because, um, again, people want to put it all on the DM, but the players came up with the, the characters. The players they, have they came up just as much part in the story. They're the ones who made the decisions. The DM can't force you to make a decision. Not really. They can they can entice you to it. They can make it harder to not do certain things, but at the end of the day... Railroading only works so yeah, much. Exactly. As someone who has been a player for so long and is a DM... you'll find a way to fight against it. Your players are going to find a way to fuck with you. Yeah. It's just going to happen. <laughs> and, you know, you said something about... I know we've been talking, you know, because I, I just play D&D personally. Mm-hmm. D&D is not the only game out there. Like you said, uh, what was it? What was Edge it? of Empires. Was I the, couldn't tell. I couldn't, my mind was thinking of the video game, Age Just of Empires. Age of like, Empires, That's yeah. not the right one. Uh, but there are so many other systems out there. Yeah. Uh, if you want a more freeform, uh, City of Mist is really cool for that because how City of Mist works is... It's a very narrative game. Right. Well, you can always just take the mechanics, too. So, again, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Ten years ago, a little over ten years ago now, actually, I used to play the Star Wars miniatures game that Wizards of the Coast put out. Mm-hmm. And they also put out a Star Wars role-playing game. Yeah. And that was just a reskin D&D. And it sucked. <laughs> but the funny thing is I was looking for those books for a long time, and then it finally clicked with me. It was like... Why am I trying to find an old system of D&D to play? There has to be a new one. Yeah, and, well, and then there's Star Wars 5e. So somebody took the... I, actually, I, I was just about to mention that. Um, I <laughs> sent, I talked about that I do a lot of homebrew stuff. Yeah, uh, A really good 5e homebrew collective, like this is their thing that they do. It's their passion is a... Uh, it's Mage Hand Press Publishing, but... Uh, the, they're the same people as uh, a site called Middle Finger of Vecna, who is a very evil god in D anD. Um, but Middle Finger of Vecna put out uh, through Patreon and like Kickstarter, like right? <laughs> right, and so their publishers, their people are like the thumb, the pinky, you know? Oh no way! Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's fun, um, but they put out 
space D and D. It's called. Cool. It's they put out their own homebrew supplement that like is like four hundred pages. Yeah, and like they got the money to publish a hardcover that's copy dope. that's like your standard MSRP forty dollar thing. That's not bad. And it's See, called Dark Matter. Dark Matter. And oh, there's space cool mechanics. There's planet mechanics. There's space battle mechanics. There's lore for their races, and it's incredible. And like you know, you could be. You can even play out the power fantasy of being a 40k space marine. <laughs> oh, that's fucking the dope. The fighter subclass is a heavy gunner literally called space marine. That's dope. That's what I like about space marine. The word is it's not just 40k. I mean, fucking uh, colonial space marines from the aliens yeah. universe. Like, it's just a generic enough term where you're like, yeah, I'm not legally. No, I'm not a licensed We're space marine. But... I'm a No, dude, the the Star Wars 5e is dope because the way I've seen, I, I had to look at it some more, but pretty much for all the rules, it'll just tell you reference. So it's like reference your D&D book. Exactly. You know, it's like reference this. And for the stuff there's no direct reference to, it's like here, like you said, here's a small little like pamphlet. And that's what Dark Matter does. That's dope. Dude, that's Except cool. they went above and beyond and did 400 pages. Yeah, and, ma and made it physical because you can't do that with Star Wars 5e. Fucking Disney will find you. They'll find your your parents' house and they'll go down their basement and find you fucking printing this shit out. Exactly. And they're going to fucking take you to court. Because <laughs> And Star that's Wars. why Disney owns all of the porn that people yeah. draw. Because they're like... <laughs> That's Disney. We own that. <laughs> you can't do that. And so they copyright it, and now Disney owns tons of porn. Dude, uh, so there's, um, getting back to Critical Role, have you been reading any of the comics, anything for it? They've done, like, two or three different runs for it, I want to say. I haven't, and it's because just, Time, you know. effort, you time, money, You too. know, I'm, <laughs> in, I'm being just focused on other things. You know, yeah. I've been finally binging Titans. There because you go. It was a slog at first. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's what I heard. It gets better, though. It doesn't get great, though. <laughs> it's okay. Don't get me wrong. It's a decent enough show. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with it. <laughs> Dude, uh, um, but yeah, they have that. And then they, we were just talking about it earlier, too. They're doing a uh, TV show um, soon, a cartoon, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, it comes out on Amazon on this week, I think. Oh, shit. I, think, I literally think it's this week. I think it's the 27th <laughs> or the 28th. Nice. And I am very excited to watch it because it's going to be that hero adventure with your friends. Right. But I don't have to spend six hours per week. Now, are, do you know if they're just going to take, like, just directly adapt the story? Uh, so they are adapting the characters and kind of the storyline, as far as I understand. Yeah, kind of streamlining it a bit. Of the first adventure. That's interesting. Of the, the, the hero collective of Vox Machina. Now, do you know... Because, again, I don't keep up with Critical or Raw. Do you know if it's been the same characters and storyline the whole way through? It hasn't. Okay. Um, it's okay. been the same setting of Tal'Dorei and Wildmount, as far as I understand. Again, I don't. I haven't. I didn't watch yeah. the second adventure too much, and I haven't watched any of the third. Um, but I know for sure the second adventure was straight in the same setting. Um, so same universe, but different characters. Then. Different characters okay. in a different setting in that time. Yeah. And usually how D&D works is you skip forward. Okay. Because that way you get to deal with whatever. The ramifications, the, yeah. The, the legacy get, of it. Yeah, you know, that's and perfect dope. example. That's cool. I had uh, in one of my first longing, long-standing 5e campaigns, I played a cleric of uh, dedicated to Nurgle. Okay. Uh, I was a I was a plague bringer. I was. <laughs> you think of your good shiny cleric, right? No. Yeah. I was. He was. His name was Rag, uh, Elf Breaker, <laughs> and he was 
nuts <laughs> um, and had found out that the and the party didn't like him because they found out that for you know six months of game time he'd been lying to them about who he worshipped he straight <laughs> told them some bullshit orc god right? right and then the things he started doing didn't add up <laughs> and so they investigated and found out this guy's crazy and in fact wiped out an entire city by oh, himself wow. he was the cause now and so it, um, when you were doing that that uh campaign was it uh more fantasy or sci-fi uh we mostly run uh fantasy okay because um, it, it, it'll work don't in 40k universe it'll work right yeah it, it does don't get me wrong i love sci-fi you know if you ever ask me you know skyrim or fallout i'm gonna tell you fallout every yeah, time I, fucking, I love fallout too i love fallout skyrim's Sci-fi, the problem that I see when you're trying to make your own story, though, is it's already so rigid. There are a lot of, there is a lot of rigidity. Fantasy, it's already your, there's so much words. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Magic? Yeah. Magic? (laughs) Which, whereas in sci-fi, it's like, well, you're going to these pre-made worlds, uh, for lack of a better even if you're making them up, you're like, well, they're worlds, they already have this culture, they have this story, Mm -hmm. you're just going through them. They're more of a a map pack, for lack of a better term. Kind of, yeah. And so sci-fi in D&D can be hard. Like, we're just kind of, D&D 5e as a whole is just kind of... Excuse kind of bringing me. a bit of it in. We're just like kind of Ebron getting okay with guns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, not even magical guns, just guns. Guns, yeah, gunpowder shit. Through homebrew, you can make, you can, I, I have a homebrew gunner. Because the <laughs> the uh, the set, the campaign we're starting up right now is uh, the Wild West. Okay. I yeah. have a warlock gunner based off of a video game called Hunt Showdown. Oh, I haven't even heard of that one. It's the 18, like, 90s Louisiana Bayou and some mystical plague and zombies and demons. And so you're these bounty hunters from the AHA, the American Hunters Association, that through some mystical bullshit have the power to banish these demons. Nice, And so kind of like a warlock, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have a warlock based (laughs) off of that. Um, but you know, going back to critical role, you know, and the show, um, if you watch the trailer, you're, it's just friends having fun. And we were, before the, we started this up, we were talking about, you know, other podcasts and how, you know, it's just two dudes right. sitting around, you know, people we like and yeah. we're like, Oh, this guy's better than this podcast. It's just, he has more fun with this host. Exactly. Or, and it feels know. more natural and it's yeah. just two friends bullshit right right sometimes this guy's great with other people by himself i just just too much exactly (laughs) or you know he's just not as funny right because he doesn't have the that stream of consciousness the or or the or the the rigidity the um structure you know exactly you want structure like i keep it pretty loose but i generally have the structure of talk about something from your past we know what we want to talk about exactly and then we can go off on tangents as long as it's interesting i mean i think it's been interesting so far yeah no i think we're the best ever nobody's ever gonna do better than us but you know that's just every episode right (laughs) everyone else is a nerd (laughs) yeah everybody else is a nerd (laughs) but they're not as big as nerds as us we're the king right i'm better than you Uh, but no, the so it's going to be just kind of this fun hero romp That's is how cool. at least it's looked. And I've actually uh, found out, uh, again, thanks to my wife, because she knows I love this stuff, uh, a voice actor and actor, a voice actress and an actress that we love uh, is actually going to be a voice in it. Oh, Stephanie shit. Beatriz. 
Okay, I've heard of her. Uh, did you have you watched uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? No, no, no. I haven't watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. So she's the badass like biker chick cop, nice. or she was the main character in the new Disney movie Encanto. Oh shit! She voiced she voiced that main character. See, I'm trying to find if uh, so. We're gonna have this coming Friday and Saturday. Uh, Johnny Young Bosch. Uh, he's a voice actor. He did Ichigo for Bakugo, and he's like fucking voice acting for Oh, you're having of, him here at the store? Yeah, because he's nice. the second Black Ranger for Mighty Morphin. Okay, the, sorry, that bring that reminds me. Did you know the original Red Ranger was a... Um, Austin St. John? He, uh, no, I think his name is Matt. No, the original Red Ranger is Austin St. John. Then it wasn't the original. It was one. It was a one Red of Ranger, them. though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, there's a billion of them, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I always... My mind just says original, but I uh, clearly that's wrong. Um, but anyway... He was one of the raiders in Boba Fett. Oh shit! That makes sense though, because of of all things, I follow. Because why on TikTok. not, right? I follow him on TikTok, and so I learned that. Oh, I guess a lot of these guys are just playing their own characters. It looks like, right? Matt Mercer. Yeah, like... yeah, because of that's what the people want. Okay, Be- because okay. they're voice actors already. Yeah. So oh, this is right. their yeah. bread and butter. Why cool. wouldn't they play the people that they played? Yeah, that's dope. And they get more freedom because it's Amazon, and Amazon exactly. lets you do like one. Well, and is there a thing, right? Like, yeah. like we made it, we voice act. Why would we not be? Oh, Felicia Day is going to be in there. That's pretty cool. Um, Felicia Day was in, uh, is on Critical Role a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. She's and I loved her in the new uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Felicia Day is funny. Yeah, she's yeah, she's good. I liked her in Supernatural. She was dope in that too. Like, yeah, she's a good actress. I like her. Yeah, no, um, she's great. So I'm very excited about this Critical Role show. Another thing uh, that you said you were looking forward to, um, which I thought was a little weird, but I've never played the game, was Apex Legend. You said you're looking forward to a lot of the stuff coming out. I am. Um, as frustrating as Apex can be sometimes, <laughs> because it is a battle royale. Right. And you know, unless you're, you know in the top player base in the world, a lot of your games aren't going to be wins. Right. And that can be frustrating. Uh, so, of you know, out of most video games, I think Battle Royales are some of the most frustrating. Yeah, because you don't always win, and you can't always guarantee. And losing so sucks. Much chaos, if dude. you lose enough times, it sucks. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, though, is you got to go into a lot of these games, a lot of life in general, you got to go in the mentality of, Am I only going to have fun if I win? And if so, I'm the one of the X amount of people that's going to win. I have can to win. be the best. I have to be yeah. the winner. So I got to be fine with it. Not well, I got to be find hard. A, yeah, way. I got to find. I got to find a way. I got to find a way to make this experience fun, even if I don't win. And that's where with video games, it came in, came down with me with a, you know, again, I'd play League or Rocket League or just a bunch of different stuff online, CSGO. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we like winning, but there's a lot – 80% of the time, me and my buddies would be like, we're going to fuck around right here. Like, Oh, it would, I, <laughs> and the game that I love fucking around the most in, hilariously, Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The most recent one okay. uh, that didn't do very well. Yeah. Oh, me and my buddy just fuck <laughs> around. Oh, me and Benfield – again, because I play with Benfield 90% nine percent of the time yeah outside of you know we also play with a guy on apex who okay. is a small time streamer for apex oh dang uh you know he's he's played apex fell in love and he decided i want to stream it okay uh so we play with him and you know again we're not the best in the world uh we can get a few wins a day right and we're okay with that because those You're wins feel good and those we're, we're feeling good and a lot of it is just like this. It's a stream of consciousness where we're just kind of, we're talking. Yeah. And yes, we're still playing the game and we're focusing on the game, but 
we're talking. We're yeah. we're laughing at things and we're being like, oh, I messed you're, that up. You're that making one... the best out yeah. of the situation. Exactly. Whether it's good or bad, you're just having fun. You're trying to have fun. And it's more fun with friends. Yeah, when we would play video uh, games. Are in, that's my own problem with, you know, I f- struggle with that with video games sometimes is because they have, they're meant to be played with friends. Yeah. And when you only have like, you know, as an adult, when you just don't have a lot of friends. Or... It, maybe or you do have time. a lot of friends. That's what it is. Is the time, or you have the time, and they have time, but it's not at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot too. And that's... So you're just like, yeah, why am I playing games then? Yeah, and that's where it gets to the point where it's like, let's just find a way to make something fun. Yeah, again, me and my buddies, we would play a lot of league because we would fuck around a lot. We would fuck around a lot, and we would win a lot of times, but a lot of times we wouldn't. But we'd still have fun because we, the objective was to fuck around, and we'd do it. We'd and do sometimes shit. the objective <laughs> is. I'm going to piss as many people off as possible yeah. today. Well, and we would. <laughs> and is that a great thing? No. Am I ruining some people's fun? Yeah. Just as sometimes my fun is going to be ruined. Right. Because someone better than me is just going to wipe me over and well, we over. We would do shit like we would make teams where it's like it's not the most competitive, but we're going to find a ma- way to make this. And we would do dunk squad all the time. We're like just big characters that dunk. We're just going to double top or everybody's going to fucking yeah. juggle. We're going to do we're going to do whatever it takes to try to win and be competitive, but we're going to fuck around. Yeah, we're going to make someone's life hell. And uh, or it would be rough when it'd be like, you know, it's a five man team. Right. But one we have one rando. And if they're not on board with the fucking round, they're not gonna have fun. I'm sorry, but and I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. You got screwed on this one. Yeah, and it's the one of next the next 30, 45 minutes is not. Yeah, that's be the rough part you. is how long it takes. You it, know, the- <laughs> and that's you know, I suffer. I deal with that a lot with like Rainbow Six. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know choosing really stupid characters for because they're fun yeah and they're CS funny was a lot like that too because counter-strike is very such a technical game it's, i'm surprised how technical that game was csgo is in and you even get into tf2 tf2 yeah. to this day is technical and competitive yeah. and you're like what's going yeah, on yeah it's it's that's why when you, you know, have an economy based on hats yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the skins in CSGO too. You're right. Um, no, it's funny though, because uh, that's why when these guys complain about like you can't call it a sport, I'm like, but you're learning the game and you're learning how to exploit that takes it. Effort. And, and you're learning how to play it good. You know, oh, all they're doing this and that. I'm like, yeah, and all they're doing is throwing a ball into a fucking hoop. Like, yeah, dude. Mechanically, yeah. very simple. Yeah, exactly. But again, Truthfully, th- there's hard. Yeah. No, exactly, dude. Because again, this this Olympic level athlete, you throw him on a computer and he's not probably not going to be able to win because yeah. that's not what he specced into. That's not what he put the could time and effort. Ra- could, could you race a drone competitively? I can't. Nope. I can 360 takes, windmill yeah. dunk though. No, I can't yeah. do that. Fuck, right. imagine, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Those drone racing or battle bots even. Yeah. Could you imagine? Okay. You're telling me battle, bot is, battle bots isn't a sport? Yeah, dude. It's That yeah. is some of the most intense, like, intense, high octane <laughs> stuff. Yeah, dude. It's, it's yeah, it's making it fun. Um, what a, so I know they've came out with, I think, one or two comics for Apex. What else have, have they so come out with? So they've come out with actual, like, lore books they've come out with the like a book on pathfinder one of the most interesting characters because his past isn't so well defined because he's a robot with amnesia <laughs> okay. pretty much 
Okay. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that creates done, a lot of opportunity. what happened over there somewhere, too, is they do, like you said, it's an apex, like almost like not a source book, but like a world of apex. And so shit. the world of apex is even bigger than you might think because it's, you know, Respawn Entertainment is the creators, right? They made Titanfall. Titanfall is the shit, dude. I love that game. Apex is set in Titanfall. It's oh, just no in way. the future. So did you play Titanfall 2? So I have it. I downloaded it. I never even booted it up, dude. I, I just, that's right. At the, I would play it. Well, dude, that's right you where I started um, running out of time to play. Fair enough. And that's when I got um, out of games because that year, so I bought Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 with my own money. I spent mm -hmm. my fucking $60 on the Steam game. Yeah. I never made it past the tutorial. That same year, Pokemon Sun came out. My buddy got me that for Christmas. Never made it past the tutorial. That same Christmas, my buddy Mike, well, we played Titanfall, the first one, religiously. All, again, all my buddies would get on, we'd play, and we'd fuck around. Because it was fun, yeah. and you got to fuck around. Yeah, and uh, he bought me the second one so we can do that. I downloaded it, and I never booted up the the software. And I was like, I, I don't have time, dude. I just don't have time. I want it. Honestly, that was me with Witcher 3. Yeah, Witcher 3. I bought it. <laughs> you know, I got it on a deal. I got all the DLC. I, I you know, got a really good deal on it. I I downloaded it. I haven't played it once. It just it's just life, sitting dude, in my happens. hard drive. And, and I'm sure it's a super fun game and it'll be fun when yeah. I get to it. I haven't bought a new console. The newest console I have is a PS3. I was very very lucky and uh you know the uh, the Series X, the newest yeah. Xbox came out on my birthday nice. and my wife That's pulled awesome. a miracle <laughs> to get it for me day 1. That's super she cool. She said she was she told me she was up until like 2 in the morning to Holy get that shit. for me. And I'm like, you're a saint. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> I was perfectly ready and willing to wait for this, dude. Freaking, uh, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to buy a PS4 just because of Red Dead Redemption Two. I was like, I want to fuck around, cowboy, like fucking GTA, dude. Like, and I just good luck time. if you want to play online. Those servers oh, are, dude. I, I can. That's one of those games where I can just fuck around on my own completely. On the story, of, yeah, yeah, great. Uh, the uh, Rockstar doesn't do anything for their multiplayer base yeah. on that game. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Yeah, no. For again, the first like <laughs> six months, you could you were lucky if you could stay connected to your friends. Nice. It was rough. <laughs> so shitty. But no, dude. Again, Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Uh, I Great was just game. Fuck around, dude. I was Great. just complete God. all the side quests, all that shit. cowboy, right? Yep. Yeah, so that, that's that, and the new God of War looks fucking cool. So I'm like, oh, I kind of want to buy it just. To play yeah, those. no, my my father in law uh, gave me his PS4 with because he's you know upgrading right, mm -hmm. because you know he's got real money, you know he's a he's a software developer. Oh wow, and you know an IT specialist. He's got good. <laughs> he makes good money, and so he was just like, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna get the PS5 when I can get a, get my hands on one. So here you go. Nice, nice. Uh, he handed me Spider-Man and God Spider of War. Spider-Man looks cool, dude. I haven't turned that thing on once. So you say that my, <laughs> and this is, man, it's been a few years now. My buddy, my best friend Mike, he, uh, he moved up to the Bay Area for some job training stuff he was doing. And he's like, here's my PS4. I have Hulu account on here if you want to watch. I have these games loaded up. And uh, here you can play it, you know, and then I'll pick it up when I move back or yeah. whatever. It's sat. In my collecting room. dust. The I didn't even take it out the box for like two months, and then I was like, "Oh, he said he had Hulu on this. Like, threw it on nice. just for Hulu, Hulu. <laughs> right? Yeah, because it's just it's time. Like, I don't know, dude. It's funny. It's funny how it and works. Sometimes I can only, you know, as much as I really do want to play Spider Man and God of War four and every all that. I can only hold so much information. Well, and there's only so much time to play games, and if exactly. you're really having fun with Apex, if you're really having fun with and those you know, other games... If I boot up the PS4, 
I'm by myself. And again, yeah. a lot of games are meant to be, and you know, the culture of gaming these days is play with friends. Yeah. Well, not just that. It's like, yeah, I can play by myself during, you know, when I, I when I'm playing my video games, I can play by myself, but I can do that whenever. My friends are only online for this X amount of time, so I might as well spend it playing with them. Yeah. You know, let would, me take advantage. Why wouldn't I hang out with my yeah, friends? Exactly. Especially in times like these when hanging out is harder. Right. Or and again, it's a one player game. You can play that literally by yourself whenever you yeah. want. When I'm having trouble sleeping one night and I'm can tell already that I'm gonna be up until like four in the morning. All right. right. I can do it then. Me and my friends only coincide at certain points. Yeah, right. The stars align only so much. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, even if not every game goes how we want on Apex, we're still hanging out and having fun. Nice. And the reason I like Apex is, and I'm looking forward to what Apex has to offer. I was like about to said, ask, it's like, what about it makes you like the lore? Like, because it, it doesn't even seem like there's lore to it, just like Fortnite and stuff, but I guess you there is, right? Because they put it in other avenues. And that's one of the things I really like about Apex. Yeah, they throw in little like Easter egg, you know, you know, oh, you find a, you know, a portable device that gives you a chunk of lore, right? Okay. Um, but uh, what they've been doing for a few seasons now, currently we're just ending season 11 in two weeks, right? And today they just announced the character for season 12. Um, and they do that through a YouTube video. Uh, every season so called like a little trailer or something like that basically for the character it's actually called stories from the outlands oh shit and so you get a five minute whatever video giving you the reason why this character is or you know what makes them want to play the apex games and you know of course the game came out with characters and so you didn't right. get all of that information at first but now they're adding all of that in so it's just like League, right? They're bringing a new champion. Well, why, like you said, why are they in these games? Why are they doing exactly. this? What's their background? Whereas you know, before, it'd be like a little trailer, and then you have like the little blurb, and it shows it. So it's nice having an actual video showing you, no, this is what's yeah, going on. What is, the, what is this person like? Why are they doing this? You know, what is going to be their mindset coming into the Apex games? And, uh, you know, it's, you know, this isn't going to come out for what, a week? Okay. No, I mean this podcast. Oh, no. Uh, a few days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, again, it's publicly available information if yeah. you're angry about spoilers. I'm sorry. Uh, no, uh, this new character, Mad Maggie, that we're getting for season 12, uh, she pissed off the people who made the Apex games. And sorry, going back, uh, the guy who was your main villain in Titanfall 2 okay. created the Apex games. <laughs> Interesting. That's the connection. Okay, okay. Um. His name is Cuban Blisk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of the you name. Know, yeah, and he was the leader of the mercenary corps, Apex Predators. Yeah, he had the Fall big, uh, he had the big, like bulky mech, right? Yeah, uh, I, uh, the Legion Titan. Yeah, I have the, I have the pop for that. I, I do just, too. Yeah, I, I bought I, it just because it looked cool. I was like, oh, this it is looked dope. The Legion <laughs> was one of my main Titans in Titanfall yeah, yeah, Two. Yeah. You know, giant robot fights. Who doesn't love it? Rock'em sock'em robots, and you, you know, can run and gun <laughs> right? on the walls. I <laughs> uh, can't do that in Apex. Oh, it's Apex is a on top of being a shooter. Um, it's also very movement heavy. Uh, you know, there's entire characters centered around movement. Right. There's guys who are going to go faster, have a little bit more freedom, yeah, and, and that's so, their thing. Exactly. Apex I is as much it. as it is a competitive shooter at its core. It is. It also does kind of have the Overwatch meta of heroes and personalities right. and their. Kids. They bring something. Yeah. They bring exactly. something to the game that the other and guys not don't everyone's going to be as strong right now 
movement is king in Apex. Um, and so while running, they've been like, that's way too overpowered. Not just that. It's like now you got to figure out a way to balance everybody and all their shit with it. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Let's and now just make I it easier. Ha- as the player have to learn how to shoot someone while I'm wall running in Apex, which feels totally different from Titanfall. And I also have to learn how to shoot someone who's wall running at me. <laughs> That's know. what was so fucking cool about Titanfall. Is like you had to get good because you know, and, and I remember in the Titanfall first one, was punishing. Yeah, if you dude. didn't know what you were doing. Titanfall was dude. not a fun game to play. Titanfall. So the first one, again, I didn't play the second one. The first one, dude. Like everybody, when the game first came out, the bringing out the mech was a big thing. And then after a while, I was like, nah, bro, running on the walls and fucking coming down on people. Like it's even faster paced in titanfall 2 see and i heard there's no uh rodeoing in titanfall 2 that was a big thing i got really good at fucking taking down no there is is there so you can just hop on and just shoot at him uh it's a little different um because you're taking the battery pack or you're ripping the battery pack out yeah and throwing a grenade into doing one big burst of damage okay and they of course still have the electric smoke and can you know try and get you off but you do that big burst and then you pretty much immediately hop off. Yeah. Or you get on and they pop that smoke immediately. And you're like, I got to go. Right. I got really good at killing people. Um, I had loadouts to take out Titans. I was a Titan hunter. Yeah. That and, was my uh, thing. And I got really good at basically like, yeah, rodeoing them. And when they come out, I'd already be on a wall ready to just kill them. Like- <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. I ran uh, extra grenades Nice. And ran C four. See what I would do, and I would just run up, slide C four on your nice. undercarriage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bop. Yeah, and then I would, I'd run around and do it again. Yeah, what I would do is uh, my loadout was because uh, you can get a machine pistol as your secondary weapon, so that'd be my primary weapon. Yeah, the R the in Titanfall now that same machine pistol is nice. called the RE forty five. Nice. Yeah, that would be my my main weapon when I'd run around, and I'd have my main weapon be my Titan killing, which would be the LMG, because you'd go so long with having to reload it. Mm-hmm. So I just rodeo and just. Oh, you mean the L Star? That's uh, an Apex. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, since it is the same universe, they bring like all the weapons and shit. This season, we got the Car SMG. If okay. you remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the most beloved guns in the Titanfall Two. Oh, man, that game was so fun. Dude. I'm like just having like flashbacks of it's, like man, it was it's just great. so fun, right? Because you're like wall running and at the time that the was very cool, new in a shooter and it was so polished already too dude like in the first game i was like how do they figure this out how do they on their well, first because game? a lot of those guys <laughs> came from, from the fallout of activision yeah 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 yeah. and they were just like we still love shooters yeah we're, like, we're gonna make a better call of duty basically <laughs> and they did and they did yeah uh but the sorry so we're going back to apex right <laughs> they present all of this lore and that story in as many forms of media as they really can. Not only do they have physical comics that you right. can buy here in the store. And they're doing uh, they videos. Have, they have videos. Um, they have uh, to tease this new video that they just put out today. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, they've put out uh, the last few, few days little like minute long, you know, videos, quote unquote, uh, but it's an audio file from an excerpt from a podcast in that universe. Well, that's interesting. See, that sounds fucking cool. It's, not, it's cool and when they then do shit like on that. On top of all of that, they also in game every season have a comic. Oh shit, that's pretty dope, man. That so- <laughs> has evolved. When it first came out, it was more like it. Excuse me. It read as a comic. It was a comic book that you scrolled through the pages. Now, the last couple seasons, it's been. A mix of 
Like it'll go on a panel, play a video, probably go on another. And panel. some sounds play, That's and then cool. you go to the next panel, and some new sounds play. But then you get the dialogue portions of it. Oh, dope. So that's cool. So it's almost like or a, some panels don't have images at all, and they're just giving you the story through reading it like a book. Interesting. And it's a very mixed multimedia experience, and I think that is so interesting. Right. And because uh, you are using, not only are you using the visual storytelling of right. comics and the actual game itself. You're using every form of storytelling you can to get the story out, which is cool. It's cool, especially and the guys who like it. They're like, I'm gonna look for every single little exactly. Bit. And the and the cool one of the other cool things that they do visually is every end of the season when we get towards the next season, right? Stuff starts happening in the world to set things up for the next season of you know what's happening and why currently you know because the syndicate that runs the apex games in a lot of civilized space in the universe right they hate mad maggie <laughs> and so in game in one particular map a dog fight goes on in the sky via oh, planes shit. when you first dive into the game right and then a plane gets shot down if you go and find where that plane was shot down you find a piece of a jet with Mad Maggie's symbol on it. Interesting. So it's like so, little Easter eggs and shit exactly. you can track down. That's fucking but cool, But things, dude. you know, you dive in and you land and fighter jets start screaming above you. That was dope. Dude, so is there a way to interact with them, like, at all besides just finding that remnant? Or is it just like it's like a pre-made thing where it's it just is going to happen? It, it's going to happen. Okay. Um, so, but cool. so it doesn't some, fuck with the game. Some teasers are more of an interactable where you as a for last season right for to tease the season that we're currently ending we went to a new map called storm point and so last season in the hyper futuristic floating city of olympus if you went as a very particular character bangalore uh you know a former soldier okay if you went to a very particular point on the map she would be like Wait, is this this planet? Is this is from this planet? Why is it here? To tease that something was happening that she already knew about. She has a background with, yeah, exactly. That's and cool. so MK some things are a little bit too, more with some of the interactions between the characters. They exactly, like, and you're cool. like, wait, That's you guys cool. definitely know each other more <laughs> than the game says, right? But it, and it doesn't really affect the gameplay in the sense of like it's gonna cause you to win or lose, but it's just extra, I mean, like filler. Not filler, as but, it uh, goes in Apex, because you know it is a live game with yeah. you know a sixty people in it, right? Whether you're duos or trios, whatever, right? There's sixty people. How it goes is a bunch of people show up to see that teaser <laughs> on the very <laughs> and first, they just yeah. kill each other. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes people are really cool about it, and right. they're like, "All right, we all know we're trying to see this." Let's just see it, and then the murder can start. And then start. the murder can start. But then you get the assholes who are like, murder, murder. murder. Yeah, we'll I know wait. people are going to show up here. Murder, <laughs> murder. That's fucking cool, though. Dude. That's really cool, man. All right. Um, yeah, I think we've gone a good amount. Um, is there anything you wanted to um, shout out, any uh, social media, anything like that you want to put out there? I mean, I'm not really. I was before COVID what started. I was doing some, you know, creative stuff, but just with COVID, and, you it's know, been it's been a rough, I guess, couple of years. It doesn't a couple feel of like years it. at yeah. this point. You know, time <laughs> kind of blends together. It but. does. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's one thing I did want to 
bring up. You're gonna be the first person to ask this question too, and I kind of wish I had prepped you a little bit for it. Um, uh, no, throw it at me. No, what I, what I want to start asking my guests because it's all storyline based is is there a story that you experience that knowing with your full consciousness now that you can go back and just re-experience with the consciousness you have now with the memories you have now that you'd like to relive is there like a special movie you watch are you so are you talking for you know reliving something for the first time what kind of context so no that's something you can go back so it's like you know what man like me and my cousin really liked watching or playing this game okay that had a really cool story that we'd always be like or or me and my dad liked we watched this movie or they would read me this book or you know my parents would read me this book or there was this video game that i used to play um with a friend that i don't really you know that i have good memories of is there a memory you'd like to re-experience with the um, appreciation that you have now that has a story attached to it like um that you were experiencing a story i don't know um that that's a very good question actually right. you know the the immediate one that comes to mind is knowing what i is, is something that we both would probably have already done um but that is still doing even again again however many times very enjoyable because you know what we what we know now yeah. um knowing everything that i do know about star wars now as an adult <laughs> who can truly understand a lot of what goes yeah. on in the Star Wars universe, whether I like it or not, because we all have our own opinions on things. I could rant for a very long time about my issues with the latest trilogy, right. just as a lot of people can. And don't mm -hmm. get me wrong, there's mm -hmm. good things about the new trilogy. Yeah. Going back and experiencing Maul for the first <laughs> time is exhilarating nice nice I, I i see that too because um for me it was episode two that's what got me into star wars um episode one came out didn't do it for me but episode two seeing the clones watching it it was again it just flicked on this light switch of like the phantom yeah cool dude Two, the phantom menace was actually my first experience with star yeah. wars yeah and so seeing maul you know we had never seen his race before <laughs> or a, double blade lightsaber a, my dad said he went That's funny. nuts in the theater <laughs> when that happened and that the rest of the theater went nuts you know what we could equate to these days as uh what we all knew might eventually happen yeah seeing uh steve rogers pick up mjolnir yeah finally shit like that yeah See, that was cool. an incredible With the moment of it now yeah and so you know that had the yeah, same for somebody that's got to be their experience yeah. too where it's like watching the first avengers or watching the first iron man knowing what comes would give you a different sense of appreciation i'd like to re-experience that of with like, what i knew now oh this is what he's going through right right now. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah i do that as you know a you know i was a medic in the army and i focused a lot on mental health and yeah. still do and so watching uh have you watched any of the new uh, season of Young Justice on HBO Max. No, no, I'm like, I haven't watched any of the new stuff that came out. I watched you the first should. two seasons. Yeah, I hear it's really good. You, you need to. <laughs> I really, I mean, you'd really. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because HBO has gone. That's what I hear. It was DC, harder when it was just the DC app. It was harder then. I hear yeah. it's easier now with it HBO. It is a lot easier now, and HBO is letting DC go as wild as they want. Nice, nice. It's really a good time. Uh, but. You know, there are characters going through some mental health crisis in the newest season and knowing what I know now and, you know, seeing what I can see of like, oh, you're 
I know exactly what you're yeah. feeling and what you're dealing with. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's it's always. I, I just figured that was like an interesting idea to or a question to ask people is, again, we experience so much stuff. You know, even like you said, the Redwall book, reading it for the first time and being like, oh man, just knowing what it becomes or what it does, you know, what resonates with me, it'd be cool going back and reading this. And uh, yeah, dude, I, I, and that I, was some sorry, you know, and that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I wonder what it would be for me too, because I've been trying to put a lot of thought to it since last night where I came up with the, you know, the idea of asking this question to all my guests. And again, that might be just one and then you'll think of another one, but you know what? People have came back. I've already had repeat guests. So next time. Yeah. And you know what? That, that <laughs> made me think of another one right now. You know what a really good one is as well in the star Wars universe. We know what happens to Anakin, right? The Clone Wars show is still amazing. Yeah. See, that's one. Yeah, you're right, dude. Cause nobody knew what Clone Wars, the animated series from Cartoon Network was going to be until, well, now until Disney Plus put out that final season, knowing how it goes and where it goes, it's like, and we cool. you know, we still know how this ends. Yeah, but it's still but a scene, really yeah. good show. Yeah, they did a killer job. That with is that. worth watching again. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, I rewatched it just so I can watch Bad Batch again. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're just like, yeah, hey, I want to watch this yeah. again. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, but hey, t- thanks a lot, Tavin. I really do appreciate it, man. It was kind of last minute for everyone, but uh, I was really looking forward to it. It's always a good time when you come over. It's always a good time hanging out. Um, really do appreciate you uh, helping me out and just sharing a lot of what you like. And uh, hopefully, people get a chance to check out a lot of stuff we talked about. Um, I don't do. Red Wall, it's come up twice now. So if you guys haven't already, <laughs> check it out. There has to be something really good in order for multiple people because I never heard about it before Dusty brought it up. So when you brought it up, I was like, I know what that is, dude. I know. It. Right? And you're <laughs> so if like, you're bringing it up, somebody, it has to be good. This Did one you know th- they're actually working on a video game? Oh, shit. See, there you go. Check that and out. And <laughs> in the 90s, there was a show. Oh, my God. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, there was a cartoon. <laughs> but, yeah, if you guys haven't already, checked it out. Um, if you haven't already, check out Dusty's episode, too. He talks about that. He brings up a lot of – he was also in the military and stuff, so he brings up a lot of uh, content about that. There's one called, like, White Donkey was a title that uh, he really uh, wanted to talk about that was really cool. Um, so there, there's a lot of really cool stuff. If you haven't already, go back and just listen to some of the episodes. Uh, some of them might have aged better than others. Who knows? Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be for you to tell. If you haven't already, uh, give us a follow on Facebook. Instagram, even on Twitter, uh, Weaving Words Podcast. Um, join the Discord server, Hooligan Squad. And uh, if you have any suggestions for making the show better, um, then yeah, just send them our way. Um, as always, we're always trying to get better. And uh, yeah, have a good one. Goodbye.